Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. Why does Paul address spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians? What, what brought that on? Well, he has heard that there's some trouble in the understanding and use of the gifts. What's new, right? There's some trouble in understanding and use of the gifts today. Apparently, there were some who thought that the more dramatic the expression, the more ecstatic the emotion, then the more spiritual a person was, which was a holdover from their pagan days. So there was this tiered level of spirituality that had developed in the church that once again was causing division. Groups formed around who they thought was the best leader. There was division between husbands and wives. There was division in terms of economic status that reared its ugly head during the Lord's Supper. And then this type of division that set some people off as more spiritual than others. In other words, there was a varsity team for the Lord and a junior varsity team. And we have that with us today. This is not an irrelevant issue. How we address these problems is usually to ignore the spiritual gifts altogether. They seem to be too hard to figure out what they are, which ones I have or which ones you have, so let's just let it be a back burner issue that lies over there in the corner, and if you want to pick it up and study, well then good for you, but let's not make too much of a big deal about it. And isn't that just what Satan would want us to do? If there is oil that makes the ministry of the church run effectively, then doesn't it make sense that the enemy would try to hide the oil and just watch us try to grind it out ourselves? And essentially, that's in large part how the church has operated over a span of time. We ask for volunteers, we ask who has the time, we ask who has the talent, instead of asking who senses a burden or a call or a gifting towards this and towards that ministry. And so concerning is this whole situation to Paul that he spends three chapters sorting out the understanding of the gifts. He spills a lot of ink over this particular subject. And it appears that the main concern is over the correct understanding of the gift of tongues. Well, let me show you why I say that. First, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in verses 2 and 3, Paul is addressing mute idols. And then what people say and how you can tell if someone is spirit-led or not. And then in all three chapters, chapters 12 through 14, the speaking gifts, especially tongues, get a lot of airtime. And based on what Paul says in these three chapters, it appears that there was a group within the church that saw themselves as spiritual elites because they had the gift of tongues or languages. Now, I know that everyone is very anxious to see what I may say or may not have to say about the gift of tongues. But what we must not do is run past the main points of what Paul and the Holy Spirit are communicating to us in this particular passage. And here is what Paul is telling us in his opening remarks. That our unity, our effectiveness as a church is strengthened when we use the diversity of gifts from God to build up one another. When you pray today, please remember Jeremy Hambrice and his family, our missionaries in Papua New Guinea. And also remember the Kazenza LifeWord broadcast that's heard in Tanzania.